Have we reached an inflection point? Hi, this is Joseph P. Farrell. This is News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, April 6, 2023. And my News and Views today is a bit unusual in that I'm not going to be talking about just one article or even two articles, but quite a few. And I'm not going to be reading any portion of them to you. I'm simply going to be referring to them because they are indicating something is transpiring on the global stage. And we haven't seen the likes of this, at least in Western civilization, since the close of the High Middle Ages and the beginning of, of the Renaissance. So I'm asking the question, have we reached an inflection point? And I think we have. Where we go from here at this point is anybody's guess. Of course, Mr. Globaloney would like to put in a global tyranny. We know that's what it will be. Just look at your own uh, nation's government and consider the fact that if you magnify it to a global scale, is it going to be a government responsive to you and your needs? Well, answer, no. The big federal states particularly are failing in their mandate to provide for their people, for their defense and their common welfare. This is particularly true in the United States, which supposedly is a government that was set up to do precisely that, but which is failing miserably. I think that's fairly clear. So have we reached an inflection point that we haven't seen since the end of the Middle Ages and the beginning of the Renaissance? I'll get back to that and what I'm talking about in a minute. But I want you to consider the following articles. I'll link all of them for you. And I want you to consider just the headlines alone. The first one is Mexico plans to join the BRICS nations amid growing tensions with the United States. The second one is a bombshell article. It's, it's a thunderclap, really, that probably didn't make your local news, particularly if you, if you live in the USSA or Canada. And that news is that Japan just bought Russian oil at a price above $60 a barrel. Now, what this means, folks, is that Japan just completely walked away from the United States and the sanctions against Russia. Uh, that is a huge move. The next article that I'll be sharing with you is that India and Malaysia have agreed for the moment to settle all of their trade in Indian rupees. And that, again, is a huge, huge story. It's, it's news that uh, should be making everybody sit up and take notice, but of course... The news is not talking about it. There is an article that I'm not including about a German member of the Bundestag of the German parliament calling for the removal of all American troops from German soil. Now that doesn't necessarily mean removal of American troops from Europe. It probably means that America will simply shunt its troops into Poland 
and out of Germany. But what it does mean is that the cracks in NATO are very, very severe. And deservedly so. There's a final article about the BRICS nations wanting to introduce their own currency. And that, too, is uh, a bit of interesting news because it masks yet another story that I'll be linking for you, and that is the looming implosion of the Chinese economy. So, in other words, the main contender for American power in the world, China itself, is experiencing economic difficulties. So behind all of this, they're going to try and bring in a new currency that everyone can agree to. Now, folks, this is an old tried-and-true banker method to resolve difficulties that they themselves have placed everybody into. When an old currency wears out, you call it in and issue a new currency. And people are given a certain amount of time before they turn in the old stuff for the new stuff. After which point, the old stuff is simply no longer good. And this is a way <coughs> of walking away from a lot of obligations. So what am I getting at here? What's the inflection point? Well, I've been warning for a number of years on, the, on this website and even in a few blogs, that the USSA and its neocon radicalized leadership class, and I'm including both parties here in this, have so managed to screw the pooch with their endless wars, <coughs> with their nation-building, with the imposition of quote-unquote American values on everybody else, including societies and cultures that don't want those values, that look askance at indoctrinating children in wokery and all sorts of other sick stuff, don't want these things, and they certainly don't want them imposed by the American military, which itself, let's recall, is now increasingly a social ex engineering experiment in the very same sort of stuff. <coughs> On top of this, <coughs> pardon me, we have a country that is led by a leadership class that keeps reminding the world that it is the world leader, and you'd better be with us or against us, thank you Bush the stupid, and that constantly reminds everybody that it's the shining city on the hill and it's the exceptional nation to which everybody else must look for guidance. And on top of all of that, you have all of the financial chicanery that this country has indulged in. And I, you know, it's, it's such a long list, it's almost too long to mention. And I'm including things going all the way back to the collapse of Nugan Hand Bank, the collapse of BCCI, and so on and so forth. All of these financial schemes that the, the USSA was involved in that basically bilked a lot of people out of their money and basically were institutions established for financial grift, blackmail, and money laundering. And this is going on to this day. If you doubt me, just look at the individual in the White House. 
So what's going on? What's the inflection point? Well, as I said, in several blogs on my website, from about 10 to even 15 years ago, I have been warning people that we're fast approaching a war of the League of Cambrai moment 2.0. What was the war of the League of Cambrai? Well, briefly put, it was a war of all the then European powers, including the papacy, against the Republic of Venice. Venice had so conducted its geopolitical and financial affairs for centuries, waging a crusade against its Christian brethren in the East, waging financial warfare of a particularly unscrupulous sort against its rival, particularly Florence, and I've detailed some of that in my book, Financial Vipers of Venice, that everybody in Europe, broken treaties, broken promises, fraud, swindling, financial warfare, and on and on and on it went. Venice was, to cite the Russian term, Venice was the power of that day that was, quote, not agreement capable, unquote. It broke every treaty, broke every promise. Its word was not its bond. And about the only word it was able to keep is, is what George Herbert Walker Bush, Bush the first, said that when it comes to the United States, facts don't matter. Facts don't bother me. In other words, it's our way or the highway. Well, this happened to Venice, and everybody got fed up to the point that the entire continent of Europe basically began a war with Venice to take it out once and for all. And the war was going smoothly until a certain institution well known for its own uh, loose playing with the rules and its ability to insist on its own authority to change those rules whenever it pleases. You know which institution I'm talking about decided it would change sides, and it did, and it threw in its lot with Venice, and the alliance against Venice collapsed and fell apart. Well, this is what I see happening now. We are watching the formation of a, a group of countries around the world that have basically had it with the United States, and can you blame them? We've blown up an ally's pipeline, an ally's source of energy, that namely Germany, we have dictated policy to another supposedly sovereign country that you're going to stay in this war and fight as long as we can keep printing the dollars and sending you dollars. We've broken a promise, a solemn promise, made to Russia not to expand the borders of NATO eastward. We have used the U.S. military in endless wars in the Middle East to support the petrodollar, which now countries are fleeing from like the plague to go to China. Now, I'm not surprised that countries like Iran or Saudi Arabia, or as I like to call it, the outhouse of Saud, would flee to a regime like communist China. But nonetheless, that regime has been successful in getting, get this, the Saudis and the Iranians to at least talk to each other. That's something, folks, whether you realize it or not. 
So we have a an inflection point. We're watching not so much the formation of a group of countries that have a lot in common with each other, other than their dislike for the USSA. In other words, we've got to change our tune and our institutions and our policies. The current political class in power has basically betrayed all of the good things that this country was founded upon in the name of greed, wealth, and the pursuit of power on a global scale, using the rest of us to do it. It's the War of the League of Cabre moment. Think of the American political class like the Venetian nobility. They will talk about the rule of law, but when it comes right down to it, they're interested only in those secret denunciations that people file and drop into the little secret denunciation holes on the Doge's palace. This is what's happening to Trump. Secret denunciation. We don't even know what the crime is because no crime, as far as I can tell, has been specified in all the indictments. So we're at the War of League of Cambrai moment. There's an article about the BRICS nations wanting to start their own currency, and here's where things get interesting. Because I don't think this current alliance is going to hold together. It's not going to take very many people very long to discover that China is in no position to lead this alliance. It is every bit as corrupt and as incapable of observing its promises, as is the United States. Some other nation in that block is going to have to do it. You've seen that article that I mentioned about India and Malaysia deciding to settle in Indian rupees. Now, I don't think India will lead it, but India will certainly be a player. I think actually Russia continues to show the world that it's capable of not only waging a war, but resisting the blandishments of Venice Number 2 on the swamp in Swampington, D.C. So it'll be one of those countries. I don't think China is going to fill that bill without a massive change in its governance structure and institutions. That may come. Who knows? I don't know. But we are at an inflection point. I think all of this is... Uh, signaling the handwriting on the wall, and it's not a matter of if but when the dollar loses its reserve currency status, which it's already happening at a breathtaking pace. I suspect what we're going to see is rather than a BRICS currency, we're going to see the emergence of regional reserve currencies, which I've talked about before with Catherine Austin Fitz. But the inflection point, the, the moment, appears to be upon us. And uh, I urge you to support people for political office in your, in your voting who know that a drastic and dramatic and deep and sincere change in the direction of this country and its policies is needed. Um, that's above all the, the point that we're at. So anyway, folks, I hope you'll look at these articles that I've posted with today's news and views because they're, they're very, very significant. The stories themselves are significant. 
there is no vid chat this week and there is no vid chat next Friday because of Orthodox Holy Week so I will see everybody in vid chat a couple weeks from tomorrow and uh, keep your fingers crossed or we're in that time of year where I live where storms can pop up any moment I've had to schedule several vid chats uh, reschedule them uh, several times this year so keep me in your thoughts so that the storms go by and the vid chats go on the air anyway we'll see you all on the flip side bye bye everybody and god bless